Hi everybody, welcome to my Friends with Wheels podcast. Today is a special episode. I get to talk with a good friend of mine, Mary Fudge, about her work, about her knowledge in nutrition and public health in Seattle. And it's a really fun and interesting conversation, given that it's a different subject. And I like to pivot from other topics every now and then. Just because I like to hear about new things, new topics. And yeah, I hope you get a chance to listen to all the things that she has to say regarding nutrition and public health in Seattle. I think it's an interesting conversation and that I learned a lot from it. And I hope you do too. Anyway, please enjoy. All right, so tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in the public health sector. You know, what motivated you to pursue this career path? Yeah, I was at UW as an undergrad and I was looking for a major to apply to and I knew I wanted to work with people and I was really interested in nutrition. And I thought this field was so different than all the ones that my friends were going into. I knew a lot of people going into engineering or business or they were pre-med and I just saw this as this great middle ground between all these things I was interested in and they had a nutrition minor option for the major so that's why I chose it and then that's why I continued on into grad school to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah Uh, like you said uh, before we started recording you're currently in grad school so uh, tell me a little bit about your research. Yeah, um, it's a great program. The the UW has such a great uh, Master of Public Health program. I get to work with a lot of people who are just incredibly diverse in every way, and I'm really enjoying that. I'm really enjoying the the smaller cohort of people that I'm getting to work with. And um, as far as research goes, personally, I'm really interested in human nutrition. I'm really interested in agriculture. I'm interested in um, Uh, I use a word a lot called agroecology, and it's sort of like how we grow food and how we grow food in a way that is sustainable for the planet, but also realistic for people to to buy. So um, just looking into different ways that we can, you know, get food into cities in a way that's good for the planet and also good for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but yeah, because my next question is like, because you know a lot about nutrition and public health from in Seattle. So I'm wondering what has been going on in that area? What's been going on with our nutrition and public health in Seattle? You know, what sorts of trends do you see? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And as you probably know, Seattle is a very progressive city. So it's really exciting and nice to see progress that's made here that you may not see anywhere else in the country. And right now, I would definitely say that we're as with every field in a post in a post COVID state. So um, in the last couple of years, I've just seen a lot of places, people, organizations just trying to get back to equilibrium from what COVID did, you know, a lot of people had to change their jobs. A lot of places like food banks had to change how they operated, food packaging changed in COVID. And so just moving back into, uh, you know, how things were, but also 
still trying to make improvements. I would definitely say that from my experience, I've seen a lot of people who are more interested in buying locally if they can afford it. Um, I've seen a huge upswing in farmer's market um, attendance. I just think that maybe in COVID, you know, people saw them as these outdoor spaces that were safe to, to shop for food. And so I've seen, you know, patronage really increase in, in those spaces. Um, but there are definitely some negatives too. I, I know during COVID, if you look at any stat, you'll see that food insecurity in Seattle increased tremendously. And this burden fell a lot heavier on people of color and people of lower socioeconomic status. And those numbers haven't necessarily returned to pre-COVID levels. So that's been something that's hard to see, but I do see progress. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like, how do you go about addressing the issues, you know, like food insecurity and malnutrition? Um, what needs to like be done to it, done in that regard? Yeah, that's a great question. And, and for me as a student, I ask myself that a lot. And we are asked that a lot to think of solutions to something like that. And um, as far as what we've talked about, you know, something that I really like about public health is we really we look at people, but more than that, we look at whole communities and we look at the whole social ecosystem that someone belongs to. And that's really helpful because if you're trying to make change and if you're trying to improve someone's quality of life, you often can't just look at the individual person. You have to look at, you know, what zip code do they belong to? What race do they identify with? What is their education level? And for me, my sort of entry point into public health is definitely that zoomed out perspective. So when I think of something like food insecurity, um, I think, you know, less about the strength of, say, a food, a food bank in a community, because to me, that's only fixing the problem after it's started, you know, people are always going to be hungry. And so it's great that we have, you know, these um, food recovery systems. But personally, I think that people could start with getting paid more. Seattle's great. We have a great, you know, higher minimum wage, but I do think that the disparity of wealth here is quite large. And I think that, you know, getting paid more, and um, that could include increasing, um, if you've heard of SNAP, which is what we used to call food stamps, um, it, an expansion of that program to just allowing people more money to get food. Um, another thing that I think COVID really highlighted was also the amount of hours that we work in a week. And if you are a mother with kids, if you're anyone having to work more than 40 hours a week, I think that's pretty unsustainable for, you know, high quality of life. And I would love to see some more movements towards flexibility with our work weeks and just allowing people a little bit more time to be people and to maybe cook a meal once in a while if they've got an extra, you know, two to three hours even in a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, those are really good points. Um, finally, how can uh, public health uh, be used as a tool to like educate people on like how to, you know, prioritize, you know, their health, like buy locally, um, even go on a better diet, things like that? Yeah, um, that's a that's a really good question because I think that if someone wants to look at their health from their own personal health from a public health perspective, I think they should definitely start with evaluating 
the social political environment that they live and work in. So by that, I mean, if you're someone who wants to try to eat a better diet, don't start with the choices that you're making every day, but think about the factors that are influencing, you know, why am I eating this way? And why is my stress level this way that influences how I eat? Why does my energy level, you know, and and, th- and then keep zooming out, you know, like, is it my job? Is it the amount of hours I have to commute to work? Um, and I think starting with that sort of takes the onus of responsibility off of ourselves. And that allows us to think of really creative solutions that better our health, but that are also possible within those you know, sociopolitical factors, because as an individual, you know, I can't go out and change them all at once. But I do believe that individual people do have power to make their lives a little bit better if they know exactly what they're asking for. Um, And that's just one way to start, you know, I definitely see things from um, systems perspectives. And I definitely believe that, you know, our health isn't always up to us. I think that there's a lot of outside factors. Um, So I'll conclude that question with also just um, if you want to educate yourself more, um, make sure you know all the benefits out there. You know, SNAP is a first one that a lot of people qualify for, but they may not know that they qualify for. Um, Something in Seattle that I think we could do better about too um, is political organizing and getting people behind a cause that could better health, whether that be, you know, increasing minimum wage, or like I said, increasing um, like SNAP benefits, or at the state level, we could expand, you know, the money that we allow people to redeem at farmers markets for vegetables and things like that. So there's a lot that can be done. um, But I definitely think that it needs to come from top down, top down first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are really good points as well. It has to come down that way. All right, everyone, that does it for today's episode of My Friends with Wheels podcast. Today, I talk with my good friend Mary Fudge about her knowledge in nutrition and public health in Seattle. And I really learned a lot from this conversation and got to know the ins and outs of uh, those two subjects in greater detail. Um, I know I took a nutrition class in college. I didn't really learn a, learn a whole ton about nutrition, just the basic understanding concepts around nutrition. But this is more of a more in-depth look at how nutrition has affected, nutrition and global health rather, has affected uh, Seattleites and Washingtonians and what needs to be done to sort of fix that in the short term and long term. So I really learned a lot from this conversation, and I hope you took something out of this. Anyway, feel free to tune into other episodes as they become available. But until then, have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye, everyone.